Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Thank you for being here for another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you had listened in a couple of episodes back, we did a special show where instead of having one guest, I took my recorder and a microphone to the Austin Tech Happy Hour, and I did sort of man-on-the-street, woman-on-the-street style interviews of a bunch of entrepreneurs talking about why networking and attending events like the Austin Tech Happy Hour is important to people who are entrepreneurs or working for startups, etc. And we had a really good show. It was a lot of fun, so I decided I would try it again, and this time I brought my recording equipment with me to an event called Blogathon ATX. I actually had the honor to be one of the speakers, sort of panelists for the opening session at the Blogathon ATX. And this was the seventh time uh, this event has taken place in Austin. And it is a show or a conference for the day where a bunch of bloggers gather and share information about how to maximize their blogs, how to monetize their blogs, and share best practices and ideas. And so I brought my recording studio to this event and had the opportunity to talk to Eileen Haddad, who organizes it, as well as several other people who were in attendance. And we talked about why blogging is still important. We live in a world where podcasts have become really hot and where video is all the rage. But really, is the written word still important? And is it a strategy for a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or a larger company that really matters? So join with us for this episode as we talk to several people who were at Blogathon ATX. Today we are coming from Blogathon ATX. This is the seventh time Blogathon has been put on over the last four years, and we are lucky to be talking to Eileen Haddad, and she is the organizer and the founder of Blogathon ATX. Eileen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So how did Blogathon come to be? Well, Blogathon was an accident, actually. I um, I had just started blogging, and I realized that wow, this takes a lot of discipline and I don't have a lot of discipline. So I decided I was going to ask some friends to get together one weekend to blog, you know, catch up on our blogs, maybe get some accountability. And the response was massive. And it went from, hey, let's get together in a coffee shop to some sponsors calling. And um, we had it at a co-working space. And it just clearly I wasn't the only one who was looking for this. So clearly, accidentally, you became a blogging entrepreneur and you've created an ongoing event that happens and that sells out every time it happens. So our show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest part for you of having founded Blogathon ATX? I think the coolest part is that, and you know, it's my ego because it's exactly what I wanted. So I feel like, yay, I'm getting what I want. But what I wanted was for people to have fun and get something out of it. I wanted people to feel like they were coming to my house and to my hangout in my living room or my kitchen and eat a lot. And then to have all this other stuff because if you have behind real content, this kind of, not homey, but you know, it's a personable group. We hang out, There's it's just a hanging out. But that's where good conversations start. And that's what blogging is to me. It's good conversation. You're just having it sometimes in a delayed way because you get, you know, you're looking for people to interact with. And if you're putting, if you're writing a blog or, you know, photographing a blog or podcasting a blog, you're communicating. You want to, you want to reach people. And this is a way, you know, technology tends to isolate us from, you know, getting to actually see people in real life. And so bloggers, are actually really social, they just do their socializing online. So this is an opportunity for us to actually meet. So blogging has been really popular for about a decade, and yet a lot of things have changed over the last 10 years. So why is blogging still relevant? Because we think, wow, we live in the YouTube generation or podcasts have become the hottest thing out there. Why is blogging still important? Well, a couple of years ago, I heard that podcasts were going out of vogue. Well, obviously I was wrong, and I mean, I was wrong, but the information I heard was wrong. Just like, you know, when was it? Well, I guess right when Blogathon started, 
In fact, I think there's an article I have from the statesman, you know, saying, you know, talking about the relevance of blogging with Blogathon coming up. And I was like, uh oh, this could really be bad. But I think the reason that it's still relevant and why even why podcasting is becoming big, it's again, it's about people want to share information. But more than that, it's not like they just want to report information. They want response and not just response like they want to monetize or whatever. I mean, that would be nice. But um, I think it's more about the back and forth. And so whatever format is comfortable to you, whether it's picking up the phone, which, you know, God forbid anyone talk on the phone anymore, I swear. I, I'm like, how did I get to this place? He used to love to talk on the phone. Now it's like, who's calling? Oh, gosh. It's my, you know, if it's a relative, I'll pick it up. <laughs> but no, I, I just think that people want to express themselves in a longer way than just to write a little tweet or, a, you know, a little Facebook or even have a quick conversation. They want to kind of, it's an experience it's a way to express yourselves, yourself, and that really never goes out of style. It just changes the way it looks. So there's a lot of people here who are brand new to blogging, and they're trying to learn kind of what to do, and they're trying to learn, you know, how do I do WordPress, and what should my theme be? And also, a lot of people are here because you have a panel this afternoon on how do you monetize your blog? So you have everything from just starting out to, wow, how do you take it to the next level? So what is the, like, main reason you think people actually show up at your event? The food. Yeah, we've heard that the food here is really good. Like every 20 minutes, there's something new. I, I noticed as we came back to do this interview, I walked by two large cakes that I think come out later. Yeah, see, that's always been, it's a running joke, but it's actually the truth that because part of having you over to my house, but I don't have to clean my house because, you know, that's that's the key. But we have to have a lot of food. I don't have to clean my house, but yet I get to feed people and they don't have to eat my horrible cooking. But because it's where, you know, it's where people go. They go to the kitchen. When they come over to your house, they want to hang out in the kitchen for whatever reason or sit in the living room with a plate of food. It's about, I create an environment. And all the other stuff happens very organically because people are comfortable. And I think, you know, food, man. <laughs> food food starts conversation and conversation begets learning. Exactly. And the I have the reason that it's um I don't want to say successful. I, I I guess the reason people like it is both because I think we have good content, but it's the way it's presented, it's just different. Like I enjoy going to a conference, but I also enjoy like the after the conference or the hanging out with the people that you meet there. It's a little more intimate and get a little longer conversation. That's, that's we're kind of like the after party. So what's coming in the future for Blogathon ATX? I don't know. <laughs> you, you just want to get through today? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say every time. And I keep, I say I'm not a parent and I, I don't know what that, what it's like, but they, they say, you know, the only reason that women have more than one baby is because they forget um, the pain. <laughs> so, so, so like all entrepreneurs, as you organize this event, there's pain. And then three months later, you're like, I can't wait to do it again. Well, and I have a, a big cheering section too, which is nice. The volunteers, you know, the people who do this, they they must love it because I don't know why anyone would want to do this otherwise. And I'm not an event planner. I started out wanting help because I'm I wasn't a very good blogger. I'm I am learning. Like I don't know that much about blogging, or I know more now, but but even so, I'm still I still don't know anything about SEO. So what do I do? I find a friend who's a pro in SEO. Well she's doing a talk today because it's information that bloggers who are learning and it's a constant learning process. You know, it's what people want to know and the reason I know is because I'm I'm my own audience. So you plan this event and I know that you work very closely with your husband in putting together this event. And so, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are are working in a family business. What's the upside and downside of working so closely on some massive production like Blogathon with your husband? Well, the first thing is that my husband actually works on massive productions. So Blogathon doesn't seem as massive to him, but it does to me. But he would probably rather not be associated with me during this time of the year because I become I become the Dr. Jekyll Miss, Mrs. Hyde I I become a different person I wouldn't say that I'm 
horrible, but I become very manic and our house becomes a total disaster because all of Blogathon has to go up into our attic at some point, but it usually takes me a little while to get there. So my husband likes to, he's like, yeah, I only want to be somewhat associated with Blogathon. Well, I think that's true for most of us who work for ourselves. And my wife and I both work, we, we work separately, but we both work out of the house. And I think that most people can relate to that fact that when you get really busy and you have a lot of projects going on, the, the house takes second fiddle. And, um, and like I said, since I'm not an event planner, like that's not my gig. I'm a graphic designer. I work out of my home. My husband and I both work out of our home. And the, by the way, PS, separate offices, that is the key. Um, and we have different, somewhat different businesses. So, but no one knows that I am a designer because <laughs> everyone kind of knows that I'm blogathon lady. And so, um, and I don't want that to change, but it's funny because people are like, what, you're a designer? And I'm thinking, golly, I've always considered my, I'm as a designer. Yes, I'm a designer, but I obviously do not promote that enough. <laughs> well, you have done a great job. For somebody who says you're not an event planner, I have been to probably five of the seven blogathons, and the reason I tell everyone who writes a blog here in Austin that you at least have to come spend half the day, if not the whole day at this event, is you do a very good job. So thank you very much, and we're going to go around and interview some of the people who are here about why blogs are important, and uh, hopefully next year you'll be sold out even earlier. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, I'm Robert Quigley. I'm a professor in the University of Texas at Austin School of Journalism. I teach a reporting class, a iPhone apps development class with computer science and journalism majors. I teach a writing for online class and a social media journalism class. So Robert, we're here at Blogathon Austin. Why is blogging still important to entrepreneurs and companies in a world that's sort of crazy for video and now crazy for podcasts? Well, because the written word still has power. And uh, blogging, the great thing about blogging is it used to be you'd have to buy ink by the barrel in order to get the written word out there to a mass audience. And with blogging, you don't have to do that. And it does still have power. A lot of people do like reading. They don't want to necessarily watch a video or listen to a podcast. So you're teaching journalism students. How do blogs fit into traditional journalism? Oh, it absolutely fits together. I mean, we got to teach our students to do a lot more than just write for a printing press. They need to know how to use all the new tools today. And I have a class where I do teach them exactly uh, what they're talking about here at Blogathon right now, which is how to write with some voice and with some style and with some panache. So it's definitely still important. So a lot of journalists now really become sort of solopreneurs. They sort of work for themselves. So many people freelance. So what's what do you see cool out there that some journalists are doing to really kind of forge a new path in their career? Well, I think that you have to think of yourself as your yourself ink. And so I always tell my students that, that, you know, they may not get a job at the Dallas Morning News right as they go out of college. And so they should think of themselves as I, I always thought of myself as Quigley Inc. And I use my uh, social media presence, my blogging ability, uh, anything else I can do to try to build that. And I have a student and this is not like a big famous person doing this well, but it's a student who graduated in May and she uh, was interested in nonprofits and she went to a nonprofit conference and she just said, hey, I'm a recent graduate. I could help you guys. They were having a hard time getting their word out there. She has so many people coming to her for consulting that she's turning down jobs now and they're flying her all over the world to do this. Thanks for joining us, Robert. Thanks for having me. I'm Marlon Winter and I'm a marketing person by day and a blogger by night. So what is your blog, Marlon? My blog is rv52.com and it's an information resource for bloggers. Excellent. So we're here at Blogathon, so you're in the right place. Why are blogs still important in a world where, you know, everybody's listening to podcasts? Have you ever looked at how Google dissects your YouTube videos and puts text on them? They're terrible at that. People still need to find things, and it's hard to find things without words. So when people come to something like Blogathon, what do you think they're here to learn? Oh, it's everything. I came here to get with the experts, and they tore me up. And so that was wonderful. So you went into one of the one-on-one -on -one sessions? I did. It was actually two-on-one. I was outnumbered. And, and what did they tear you up about? What was the benefit to having some experts go through your blog with you? Well, a couple of things. One, they said, hey, your homepage, just do this or that. These are little subtle improvements, and it'll help us understand. And if we understand it, so will other people. Then they gave me some encouragement on if you're doing that and that's working, do more of it. And so both encouragement and a little bit of discipline. So I think people who blog really are entrepreneurial, whether they're doing it for business or they're doing it for therapy or they're doing it for fun. What are the aspects of blogging that you find to be entrepreneurial? Well, I actually am in it to make money. And so uh, it's encouraging me to think about 
a product. And my philosophy was always make my platform first. I want to have my platform and an audience, no matter how small or what it is, I would eventually be able to make a product and put into my platform, which is different from make a product, then figure out how to market and sell it. So what do you think is the future of blogging? Oh, it's going to go everywhere. Blogging is just increasing. I'm seeing more and more of these conferences. It's entering the mainstream. Everybody has a voice. And with blogs, the first time in the world, anyone anywhere in the world can report their situations. It's good for freedom. It's good for rights. It is the future of the world. And just as important as video and text because everybody learns in different modalities. So if someone was thinking of going to a bloggers conference or maybe coming to Blogathon ATX, you know, next year, what should they come prepared to learn or do? They need to be prepared to meet people and be open. Bloggers sit at home by themselves way too much, but you need to come out, bring your cards, talk to people, put your feelings out there, um, and just be open, be immensely open. Thanks for joining us on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are man on the street interviews here for cool things entrepreneurs do. And, you know, somebody just asked me like how we wanted to conduct the interview. And I said, I don't freaking know. There are no rules. So I'm sitting here with the two people from Austin Shots, which is the hottest podcast video podcast in Austin, Texas, talking about the culture of our great town. And so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and your show? I'm Tally Mosley. I'm the co-host of Statesman Shots, and I am an aerial silks dancer. I am Omar Gayaga, also a co-host of Statesman Shots. And I'm not an aerialist dancer, although I have aspirations. So why do you think we're here at Blogathon? Why do you think blogs are still important in a world that's, you know, crazy for podcasts? Well, we're absolutely very, very much still reliant on blogs with Statesman Shots. We um, blog our show each week. We often spin off pieces of our pop culture conversations into longer, more in-depth blog posts. So I kind of feel like the lines between blogging and journalism have com blurred completely and that we are taking advantage of that to write thoughtful pieces. So several years ago, when blogging first came out, the newspaper world sort of looked the other way and ran in horror. But the Austin American Statesman was actually one of the first newspapers in the country to sort of embrace social media and everything that has to do with that. And Omar, you were right there in the middle of that. Uh, how do you think that has changed journalism? Um, yeah, we tried to be early on some of those things. Uh, some uh, not so much, but definitely blogging and social media. We, we I think we embraced earlier Rob Quigley, who was uh, on our, uh, who moderated our panel, was very instrumental in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just recognizing good content, recognizing that good content can come from anywhere. Uh, it can come from a podcast. It can come from, um, you know, traditional blogging or kind of newfangled BuzzFeedy type uh, blogging. So uh, yeah, I think um, good news, good media organizations recognize that good content can come from anywhere and embrace those things early on. So we've, we've definitely tried to do that. And um, I think the, the challenge now is sort of like, where do we take these things to the next level? So our show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And we live in Austin, Texas, where it is a huge entrepreneurial culture. And you guys do a show about the cool things in Austin. So when you think about entrepreneurship here, what comes to mind that really rocking. Funny you should ask. We just did a show on side gigs in Austin and it was all about how everyone in the city has a passion project. And so we are both fascinated by food truck entrepreneurs. We just think that is like magical and perhaps something we want to do, even though neither of us know much about food. <laughs> um, I left my job and started freelance writing for a living, and it would n definitely would not have been without the supportive blog reading community of Austin. So yeah, I kind of think of myself as living proof that this can work. Yeah, and um, you know, Statesman Shots exists within a very large media organization, a multi, not multinational, <laughs> What's what's yes. the what's a one country multinational company, a one national company, uh, one nation? The UN is not listening to statesman. <laughs> uh, but within the company, statesman shots feels like a startup. We, we you know we created it ourselves. We, it was our idea. We we have kind of brought it to fruition after you know two years of work. Um, so we treat it like a startup. We feel like entrepreneurs within you know a larger company. So we've definitely gotten a flavor of that ourselves of of bootstrapping something you know to to completion or not to completion. <laughs> We're not done yet. Please keep listening. Uh, but <laughs> existence. But uh, to, to existence. But in Austin, I mean, I cover tech, so uh, you know, so I, I see a lot of that. You know.
you know, Austin's a hub, a hotbed right now for things like 3D printing, virtual reality, just in, my, in the space that I cover, gaming, obviously, and then, you know, all of the other industries. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's room for media organizations that want to be startups and, and obviously food truck people. Uh, we have people here at Blogathon ATX that are, you know, that treat their blogs like startups. So uh, it's Austin is very entrepreneurial in that way. I think everyone has something that they want to be doing other than their day job if they haven't already left it. So Austin is a cool town and Austin Shots is bringing a lot of things to everyone's attention. So if someone doesn't live in Austin and they're listening to this podcast, do you still think they would find Austin Shots to be an interesting video podcast to take a look at? Yes. And that is because we divide up Statesman Shots into usually halves. So the first half of the show is usually pretty Austin centric. And the second half of the show is usually something more pop culture-y that we want to discuss at length, you know, be it Gone Girl, be it Guardians of the Galaxy, be it an interesting new app. We try to treat pop culture like a text, but a text that you would have fun with. So I absolutely think that people outside of Austin would enjoy Statesman Shots. Yeah, and we also put out a video every week. So if you're not in the mood for, you know, a 45 minute discussion, you know, episode, you can just watch a three or four minute video and get, and, you know, I think even people who don't live in Austin are interested in it or interested in kind of what's coming out of Austin or what the vibe and culture are. <clears throat> so I think you get a very clear flavor of that from our goofy videos every week that we post uh, at statesman.com slash shots. Well, thank you, Omar Antali, for doing a man on the street interview here for Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are now with Annette Priest, and she is the master of ceremonies, or the mistress of ceremonies for Blogathon Atex. And she is wearing a sparkly silver jacket, which always makes for a great master of ceremonies. Annette, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living. Hi, I'm Annette Priest, and um, this is my second year emceeing at Blogathon Atex, which is awesome. It's so super fun, although really the sparkly jacket is my only qualification. I'm not sure if I wear it or it wears me. So I did hear that during Blogathon, the sparkly jacket has ended up with its own Twitter account? It has its own Twitter account, Sparkly Jacket MC. I am not doing it. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's I've never had my clothing end up with its own Twitter account. I have been informed that I can follow that account, but that account won't follow me. So there's been a bit of a mutiny. Excellent. Excellent. So when we think about blogging and blogathon, why are blogs still important to entrepreneurs and small businesses? I, I think blogs are really important to get your particular point of view across. Um, I work as a human factors and user experience consultant. I have my own practice and I work across all kinds of different industries from medical and healthcare to finance, um, nonprofits, really the, the whole range. Um, what makes a business special is most easily communicated, I think, in a blog because it's like having a conversation with people who are your current customers and potential customers and they can get a real sense of who you are and what makes your service or your product interesting or unique. So why do people come to Blogathon? People come to Blogathon for the food and the fun and the friends. Blogathon is a great event. If you don't know anybody, you will know people by the time that you leave. Um, and you can have a reunion with people you didn't even know were coming. So um, it's it's nice to see folks have spontaneous hugs with people that they didn't coordinate with. But it's like, oh, my gosh, I worked with you two jobs ago or I follow you on Twitter. And so it's it's really great to see those connections being made here um, and, and also uh, from online, you know, people people getting to connect in, in meat space, as they call it. So a couple of years ago, I was here at Blogathon and I sat next to somebody who her goal was she was going to publish five live blogs while she was here at Blogathon. What are some of the cool things that people do when they're here? Because a lot of people have their laptops open. So what are they doing? Sometimes they're tweeting about the great swag that they're getting and the great food that they're getting because Blogathon is pretty famous for feeding people all day long. Really great and amazing food. Uh, sometimes they're looking up information. So uh, we do have kind of a, a back room that's exposed to where the speakers are, but people are still having like a desktop environment so they can be hammering away on their laptops, getting stuff done, but still kind of listening uh, to what the sessions are about. So they might be setting up a, a blog for the very first time. They might be working on analytics. We've got tech support as well. So if you're having challenges with your WordPress theme or can't quite get something working right on your own, we've got folks to assist you with that. And of course, Room for Improvement handles UX and usability uh, issues and information architecture, making things easier for your blog's audience. So it's been more than a decade. 
Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Thank you for being here for another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you had listened in a couple episodes back, we did a special show where instead of having one guest, I took my recorder and a microphone to the Austin Tech Happy Hour, and I did sort of man-on-the-street, woman-on-the-street style interviews of a bunch of entrepreneurs talking about why networking and attending events like the Austin Tech Happy Hour is important to people who are entrepreneurs or working for startups, etc. And we had a really good show. It was a lot of fun, so I decided I would try it again, and this time, I brought my recording equipment with me to an event called Blogathon ATX. I actually had the honor to be one of the speakers, sort of panelists for the opening session at the Blogathon ATX, and this was the seventh time uh, this event has taken place in Austin, and it is a show or a conference for the day where a bunch of bloggers gather and share information about how to maximize their blogs, how to monetize their blogs, and share best practices and ideas. And so I brought my recording studio to this event and had the opportunity to talk to Eileen Haddad, who organizes it, as well as several other people who were in attendance, and we we talked about why blogging is still important. We live in a world where podcasts have become really hot and where video is all the rage, but really is the written word still important and is it a strategy for a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or a larger company that really matters? So join with us for this episode as we talk to several people who were at Blogathon ATX. Today we are coming from Blogathon ATX. This is the seventh time Blogathon has been put on over the last four years, and we are lucky to be talking to Eileen Haddad, and she is the organizer and the founder of Blogathon ATX. Eileen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So how did Blogathon come to be? Well, Blogathon was an accident, actually. I... Um, I had just started blogging and I realized that, wow, this takes a lot of discipline and I don't have a lot of discipline. So I decided I was going to ask some friends to get together one weekend to blog, you know, catch up on our blogs, maybe get some accountability. And the response was massive. And it went from, hey, let's get together in a coffee shop to some sponsors calling and um, we had it at a co-working space and it just... Clearly, I wasn't the only one who was looking for this. So clearly, accidentally, you became a blogging entrepreneur and you've created an ongoing event that happens and that sells out every time it happens. So our show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest part for you of having founded Blogathon ATX? I think the coolest part is that... And, you know, it's my ego because it's exactly what I wanted. So I feel like, yay, I'm getting what I want. But what I wanted was for people to have fun and get something out of it. I wanted people to feel like they were coming to my house and to my hangout in my living room or my kitchen and eat a lot. And then to have all this other stuff because if you have behind real content this kind of not homey but you know it's a personable group we hang out there's it's just a hanging out but that's where good conversations start and that's what blogging is to me it's good conversation you're just having it sometimes in a delayed way because you get you know you're looking for people to interact with and if you're putting if you're writing a blog or you know photographing a blog or podcasting a blog you're communicating you want to you want to reach people and this is a way you know technology tends to isolate us from you know getting to actually see people in real life and so bloggers are actually really social they just do their socializing online so this is an opportunity for us to actually meet so blogging has been really popular for about a decade, and yet a lot of things have changed over the last 10 years. So why is blogging still relevant? Because we think, wow, we live in the YouTube generation or podcasts have become the hottest thing out there. Why is blogging still important? Well, a couple of years ago, I heard that podcasts were going out of vogue. Well, obviously I was wrong, and I mean, I was wrong, but the information I heard was wrong. Just like, you know, when was it? Well, I guess right when Blogathon started, 
In fact, I think there's an article I have from the statesman, you know, saying, you know, talking about the relevance of blogging with Blogathon coming up. And I was like, uh oh, this could really be bad. But I think the reason that it's still relevant and why even why podcasting is becoming big, it's again, it's about people want to share information. But more than that, it's not like they just want to report information. They want response and not just response like they want to monetize or whatever. I mean, that would be nice. But um, I think it's more about the back and forth. And so whatever format is comfortable to you, whether it's picking up the phone, which, you know, God forbid anyone talk on the phone anymore, I swear. I, I'm like, how did I get to this place? He used to love to talk on the phone. Now it's like, who's calling? Oh, gosh. It's my, you know, if it's a relative, I'll pick it up. <laughs> but no, I, I just think that people want to express themselves in a longer way than just to write a little tweet or, a, you know, a little Facebook or even have a quick conversation. They want to kind of, it's an experience it's a way to express yourselves, yourself, and that really never goes out of style. It just changes the way it looks. So there's a lot of people here who are brand new to blogging and they're trying to learn kind of what to do and they're trying to learn, you know, how do I do WordPress and what should my theme be? And also a lot of people are here because you have a panel this afternoon on how do you monetize your blog? So you have everything from just starting out to, wow, how do you take it to the next level? So what is the like main reason you think people actually show up at your event? The food. Yeah, we've heard that the food here is really good. Like every 20 minutes, there's something new. I, I noticed as we came back to do this interview, I walked by two large cakes that I think come out later. Yeah, see, that's always been, it's a running joke, but it's actually the truth that because part of having you over to my house, but I don't have to clean my house because, you know, that's that's the key. But we have to have a lot of food. I don't have to clean my house, but yet I get to feed people and they don't have to eat my horrible cooking. But because it's where, you know, it's where people go. They go to the kitchen. When they come over to your house, they want to hang out in the kitchen for whatever reason or sit in the living room with a plate of food. It's about, I create an environment. And all the other stuff happens very organically because people are comfortable. And I think, you know, food, man. <laughs> food food starts conversation and conversation begets learning. Exactly. And the I have the reason that it's um I don't want to say successful. I, I I guess the reason people like it is both because I think we have good content, but it's the way it's presented, it's just different. Like I enjoy going to a conference, but I also enjoy like the after the conference or the hanging out with the people that you meet there. It's a little more intimate and get a little longer conversation. That's, that's we're kind of like the after party. So what's coming in the future for Blogathon ATX? I don't know. <laughs> you, you just want to get through today? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say every time. And I keep, I say I'm not a parent and I I don't know what that what it's like. But they they say, you know, the only reason that women have more than one baby is because they forget um, the pain. <laughs> so, so so like all entrepreneurs, as you organize this event, there's pain. And then three months later, you're like, I can't wait to do it again. Well, and I have a, a big cheering section, too, which is nice. The volunteers. You know, the people who do this, they they must love it because I don't know why anyone would want to do this otherwise. And I'm not an event planner. I started out wanting help because I'm I wasn't a very good blogger. I'm I am learning. Like I don't know that much about blogging, or I know more now, but but even so, I'm still I still don't know anything about SEO. So what do I do? I find a friend who's a pro in SEO. Well, she's doing a talk today because it's information that bloggers who are learning and it's a constant learning process. You know, it's what people want to know. And the reason I know is because I'm I'm my own audience. So you plan this event and I know that you work very closely with your husband in putting together this event. And so, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are, are working in a family business. What's the upside and downside of working so closely on some massive production like Blogathon with your husband? Well, the first thing is that my husband actually works on massive productions, so Blogathon doesn't seem as massive to him, but it does to me. But he would probably rather not be associated with me during this time of the year because I become I become the Dr. Jekyll, Miss, Mrs. Hyde. I, I become a different person. I wouldn't say that I'm horrible, but I become very manic, and our house becomes a total disaster because all of Blogathon has to go up into our attic at some point, but it usually takes me a little while to get there. So my husband likes to, he's like, yeah, I only want to be somewhat associated with Blogathon. 
Well, I think that's true for most of us who work for ourselves. And my wife and I both work, we, we work separately, but we both work out of the house. And I think that most people can relate to that fact that when you get really busy and you have a lot of projects going on, the, the house takes second fiddle. And, um, and like I said, since I'm not an event planner, like that's not my gig. I'm a graphic designer. I work out of my home. My husband and I both work out of our home. And the, by the way, PS, separate offices, that is the key. Um, and we have different, somewhat different businesses. So, but no one knows that I am a designer because <laughs> everyone kind of knows that I'm blogathon lady. And so, um, and I don't want that to change, but it's funny because people are like, what, you're a designer? And I'm thinking, golly, I've always considered my, I'm as a designer. Yes, I'm a designer, but I obviously do not promote that enough. <laughs> well, you have done a great job. For somebody who says you're not an event planner, I have been to probably five of the seven blogathons, and the reason I tell everyone who writes a blog here in Austin that you at least have to come spend half the day, if not the whole day at this event, is you do a very good job. So thank you very much, and we're going to go around and interview some of the people who are here about why blogs are important, and uh, hopefully next year you'll be sold out even earlier. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, I'm Robert Quigley. I'm a professor in the University of Texas at Austin School of Journalism. I teach a reporting class, a iPhone apps development class with computer science and journalism majors. I teach a writing for online class and a social media journalism class. So Robert, we're here at Blogathon Austin. Why is blogging still important to entrepreneurs and companies in a world that's sort of crazy for video and now crazy for podcasts? Well, because the written word still has power. And uh, blogging, the great thing about blogging is it used to be you'd have to buy ink by the barrel in order to get the written word out there to a mass audience. And with blogging, you don't have to do that. And it does still have power. A lot of people do like reading. They don't want to necessarily watch a video or listen to a podcast. So you're teaching journalism students. How do blogs fit into traditional journalism? Oh, it absolutely fits together. I mean, we got to teach our students to do a lot more than just write for a printing press. They need to know how to use all the new tools today. And I have a class where I do teach them exactly uh, what they're talking about here at Blogathon right now, which is how to write with some voice and with some style and with some panache. So it's definitely still important. So a lot of journalists now really become sort of solopreneurs. They sort of work for themselves. So many people freelance. So what's what do you see cool out there that some journalists are doing to really kind of forge a new path in their career? Well, I think that you have to think of yourself as your yourself ink. And so I always tell my students that, that, you know, they may not get a job at the Dallas Morning News right as they go out of college. And so they should think of themselves as I, I always thought of myself as Quigley Inc. And I use my uh, social media presence, my blogging ability, uh, anything else I can do to try to build that. And I have a student and this is not like a big famous person doing this well, but it's a student who graduated in May and she uh, was interested in nonprofits and she went to a nonprofit conference and she just said, hey, I'm a recent graduate. I could help you guys. They were having a hard time getting their word out there. She has so many people coming to her for consulting that she's turning down jobs now and they're flying her all over the world to do this. Thanks for joining us, Robert. Thanks for having me. I'm Marlon Winter and I'm a marketing person by day and a blogger by night. So what is your blog, Marlon? My blog is rv52.com and it's an information resource for bloggers. Excellent. So we're here at Blogathon, so you're in the right place. Why are blogs still important in a world where, you know, everybody's listening to podcasts? Have you ever looked at how Google dissects your YouTube videos and puts text on them? They're terrible at that. People still need to find things, and it's hard to find things without words. So when people come to something like Blogathon, what do you think they're here to learn? Oh, it's everything. I came here to get with the experts, and they tore me up. And so that was wonderful. So you went into one of the one-on-one -on -one sessions? I did. It was actually two-on-one. -on -one. I was outnumbered. And, and what did they tear you up about? What was the benefit to having some experts go through your blog with you? Well, a couple of things. One, they said, hey, your homepage, just do this or that. These are little subtle improvements, and it'll help us understand. And if we understand it, so will other people. Then they gave me some encouragement on if you're doing that and that's working, do more of it. And so both encouragement and a little bit of discipline. So I think people who blog really are entrepreneurial, whether they're doing it for business or they're doing it for therapy or they're doing it for fun. What are the aspects of blogging that you find to be entrepreneurial? Well, I actually am in it to make money. And so uh, it's encouraging me to think about a product. And my philosophy was always make my platform first. I want to have my platform and an audience, no matter how small or what it is. I would eventually be able to make a product and put into my platform, which is different from make a product, then figure out how to market and sell it. So what do you think is the future of blogging? 
Oh, it's going to go everywhere. Blogging is just increasing. I'm seeing more and more of these conferences. It's entering the mainstream. Everybody has a voice. And with blogs, the first time in the world, anyone anywhere in the world can report their situations. It's good for freedom. It's good for rights. It is the future of the world. And just as important as video and text because everybody learns in different modalities. So if someone was thinking of going to a bloggers conference or maybe coming to Blogathon ATX, you know, next year, what should they come prepared to learn or do? They need to be prepared to meet people and be open. Bloggers sit at home by themselves way too much, but you need to come out, bring your cards, talk to people, put your feelings out there, um, and just be open, be immensely open. Thanks for joining us on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are man on the street interviews here for cool things entrepreneurs do. And, you know, somebody just asked me like how we wanted to conduct the interview. And I said, I don't freaking know. There are no rules. So I'm sitting here with the two people from Austin Shots, which is the hottest podcast video podcast in Austin, Texas, talking about the culture of our great town. And so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and your show? I'm Tally Mosley. I'm the co-host of Statesman Shots, and I am an aerial silks dancer. I am Omar Gayaga, also a co-host of Statesman Shots. And I am not an aerialist dancer, although I have aspirations. So why do you think we're here at Blogathon? Why do you think blogs are still important in a world that's, you know, crazy for podcasts? Well, we're absolutely very, very much still reliant on blogs with Statesman Shots. We um, blog our show each week. We often spin off pieces of our pop culture conversations into longer, more in-depth blog posts. So I kind of feel like the lines between blogging and journalism have com blurred completely and that we are taking advantage of that to write thoughtful pieces. So several years ago, when blogging first came out, the newspaper world sort of looked the other way and ran in horror. But the Austin American Statesman was actually one of the first newspapers in the country to sort of embrace social media and everything that has to do with that. And Omar, you were right there in the middle of that. Uh, how do you think that has changed journalism? Um, yeah, we tried to be early on some of those things. Uh, some uh, not so much, but definitely blogging and social media. We, we I think we embraced earlier Rob Quigley, who was uh, on our, uh, who moderated our panel, was very instrumental in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just recognizing good content, recognizing that good content can come from anywhere. Uh, it can come from a podcast. It can come from, um, you know, traditional blogging or kind of newfangled BuzzFeedy type uh, blogging. So yeah, I think um, good news, good media organizations recognize that good content can come from anywhere and embrace those things early on. So we've, we've definitely tried to do that. And um, I think the, the challenge now is sort of like, where do we take these things to the next level? So our show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And we live in Austin, Texas, where it is a huge entrepreneurial culture. And you guys do a show about the cool things in Austin. So when you think about entrepreneurship here, what comes to mind that really rocking. Funny you should ask. We just did a show on side gigs in Austin and it was all about how everyone in the city has a passion project. And so we are both fascinated by food truck entrepreneurs. We just think that is like magical and perhaps something we want to do, even though neither of us know much about food. <laughs> um, I left my job and started freelance writing for a living, and it would n definitely would not have been without the supportive blog reading community of Austin. So yeah, I kind of think of myself as living proof that this can work. Yeah, and um, you know, Statesman Shots exists within a very large media organization, a multi, not multinational, <laughs> What's what's yes. the what's a one country multinational company, a one national company, uh, one nation? The UN is not listening to Statesman. <laughs> uh, but within the company, Statesman Shots feels like a startup. We, we you know we created it ourselves. We, it was our idea. We we have kind of brought it to fruition after you know two years of work. Um, so we treat it like a startup. We feel like entrepreneurs within you know a larger company. So we've definitely gotten a flavor of that ourselves of of bootstrapping something you know to to completion or not to completion. <laughs> We're not done yet. Please keep listening. Uh, but <laughs> existence. But uh, to, to existence. But in Austin, I mean, I cover tech, so you know, so I, I see a lot of that. You know, Austin's a hub, a hotbed right now for things like three D printing, virtual reality, just in my, in the space that I cover, gaming, obviously, and then you know all of the other industries. Um, but yeah, and, and I think there's room for media organizations that want to be startups, and and obviously food truck people. Uh, we have people here at Blogathon ATX that are you know that treat their blogs like startups. So uh, it's Austin is very entrepreneurial in that way. I think everyone has something that they want to be doing other than their day job if they haven't already left it. 
So Austin is a cool town and Austin Shots is bringing a lot of things to everyone's attention. So if someone doesn't live in Austin and they're listening to this podcast, do you still think they would find Austin Shots to be an interesting video podcast to take a look at? Yes. And that is because we divide up Statesman Shots into usually halves. So the first half of the show is usually pretty Austin-centric, and the second half of the show is usually something more pop culture-y that we want to discuss at length, you know, be it Gone Girl, be it Guardians of the Galaxy, be it an interesting new app. We try to treat pop culture like a text, but a text that you would have fun with. So I absolutely think that people outside of Austin would enjoy Statesman Shots. Yeah, and we also put out a video every week. So if you're not in the mood for, you know, a 45 minute discussion, you know, episode, you can just watch a three or four minute video and get and, you know, I think even people who don't live in Austin are interested in it or interested in kind of what's coming out of Austin or what the vibe and culture are. So I think you get a very clear flavor of that from our goofy videos every week that we post uh, at statesman.com slash shots. Well, thank you, Omar Antali, for doing a man on the street interview here for cool things entrepreneurs do. We are now with Annette Priest, and she is the master of ceremonies, or the mistress of ceremonies for Blogathon Atex. And she is wearing a sparkly silver jacket, which always makes for a great master of ceremonies. Annette, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living. Hi, I'm Annette Priest, and um, this is my second year emceeing at Blogathon ATX, which is awesome. It's so super fun, although really the sparkly jacket is my only qualification. I'm not sure if I wear it or it wears me. So I did hear that during Blogathon, the Sparkly Jacket has ended up with its own Twitter account? It has its own Twitter account, Sparkly Jacket MC. I am not doing it. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's. I've never had my clothing end up with its own Twitter account. I have been informed that I can follow that account, but that account won't follow me. So there's been a bit of a mutiny. Excellent. Excellent. So when we think about blogging and blogathon, why are blogs still important to entrepreneurs and small businesses? I, I think blogs are really important to get your particular point of view across. Um, I work as a human factors and user experience consultant. I have my own practice and I work across all kinds of different industries from medical and healthcare to finance, um, nonprofits, really the, the whole range. Um, what makes a business special is most easily communicated, I think, in a blog because it's like having a conversation with people who are your current customers and potential customers and they can get a real sense of who you are and what makes your service or your product interesting or unique. So why do people come to Blogathon? People come to Blogathon for the food and the fun and the friends. Blogathon is a great event. If you don't know anybody, you will know people by the time that you leave. Um, and you can have a reunion with people you didn't even know were coming. So um, it's, it's nice to see folks have spontaneous hugs with people that they didn't coordinate with. But it's like, oh my gosh, I worked with you two jobs ago. Or I follow you on Twitter. And so it's, it's really great to see those connections being made here um, and and also uh, from online, you know, people people getting to connect in, in meet space, as they call it. So a couple of years ago, I was here at Blogathon and I sat next to somebody who her goal was she was going to publish five live blogs while she was here at Blogathon. What are some of the cool things that people do when they're here? Because a lot of people have their laptops open. So what are they doing? Sometimes they're tweeting about the great swag that they're getting and the great food that they're getting because Blogathon is pretty famous for feeding people all all day long. Really great and amazing food. Uh, sometimes they're looking up information. So uh, we do have kind of a, a back room that's exposed to where the speakers are, but people are still having like a desktop environment so they can be hammering away on their laptops, getting stuff done, but still kind of listening uh, to what the sessions are about. So they might be setting up a, a blog for the very first time. They might be working on analytics. We've got tech support as well. So if you're having challenges with your WordPress theme or can't quite get something working right on your own. We've got folks to assist you with that. And of course, Room for Improvement handles UX and usability uh, issues and information architecture, making things easier for your blog's audience. So it's been more than a decade since blogging sort of exploded on the scene. If somebody has always thought, wow, I really should start a blog, what advice do you have for them in 2014? Start a blog. I know. <laughs> wow, wow, you, I never let it be said, you are not profound. That was, that was a big statement. 
I'm deep thoughts. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so in addition to just starting, is there anything else they should do? Uh, I think if if you start a blog, I think coordinate your social media efforts. Maybe maybe create a little matrix for yourself, um, an editorial calendar um, to plan out different things that you want to write about. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of people struggle with continuing the process of a blog. If you have an editorial calendar and you have, maybe you just plan one or two things a month. It doesn't have to be really aggressive. It doesn't have to be every day or every week. Um, something like that's much more sustainable. It also gives you room to kind of keep a post in your back pocket if you get sudden inspiration from a, a news item or something that's really topical and then you can publish something else later if you've got some things prepared in advance. Well, thank you very much for jumping in here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, both Annette Priest and her sparkly jacket. Some of the people who come to Blogathon are new to blogging, and I'm sitting here with Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi there. How's it going? Great. And Joe works for an association, and they have just launched a blog, or Joe is taking over the blog. Which one is it? I'm taking over a blog that we just launched. Um, it's for the Association for Early Learning Leaders. It's a, a nonprofit that caters to directors and, or, and organizations of the early childhood community. So what made you come to Blogathon? Well, I was introduced to this event through my boss, which is Colleen Haddad. Um, she is a, a relative of Eileen, the um, developer of this organ of this event and um, I came in to learn more and to emerge into the um, culture to get a little bit of more knowledge and what to do and how to blog so for an association why is it important to have a blog or why is it a good thing yeah it's important for us to connect with our um, main audience which is our directors and um, community in general so that they could know the ins and outs of our organization we do a lot of development professional development opportunities so we provide content for them for those specific um, events as well as resources for them to um, take to their centers. So I know we're only halfway through the day, but has it been worth your time? Have you learned something? Definitely. Um, I, they have great speakers, um, engaging information that I will definitely take over and um, pass on to my colleagues. So do you feel taking over a new project that's that's still in its infancy, but taking it on, do you feel like you're sort of a little intrapreneur within the association taking on the blog? Definitely. Um, I have a communications background and I feel like it's a great experience, a great thing for us to intake and to definitely grow and expand upon to get our brand um, known for others to get more information. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Joe. It was a lot of fun to be at Blogathon ATX. It was also sort of re-energizing for me because I've been writing a blog since 2005 and sometimes you get sidetracked. And I know over the last several months as I've been working on this podcast, I haven't been blogging as much as I used to and spending the day with people who were really dedicated to this venue of blogging, this, this platform, it really inspired me to get back in there and write a few new fresh posts and make sure that I'm keeping my blog alive. Because one of the things you don't want to have is what I call dead blog syndrome. When someone logs onto your blog and the most recent post is from 2012, they think, oh, well, this is no longer relevant. So keeping it up to date is really important. Kind of like the podcast, we continue to bring you two great shows, at least I hope they're great, every week. And uh, we, I think, just finished right now, episode 13. So we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please run over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Make sure that you're subscribed to the show. You know, for a new show, it's really important that we're getting a lot of subscribers and a lot of downloads. And another thing you can do is tell a friend. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you tell other people because uh, it's a great way for us all to connect and sort of build a community. You could run over to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Facebook Facebook page and join there and send me a note, send me an email or send me a message on Twitter and let me know what you think of the show and maybe some ideas you might have where we can continue to grow this show. I'm having a lot of fun and I appreciate you for listening. Go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.